The following is a CSPN Media podcast presentation. going on everybody how y'all feeling hope y'all feeling really good it is almost autumn fall my favorite season of the year i'm so excited so um i'm sorry i didn't give you all an episode last week i went to blog her i'm actually gonna do an episode about that um So I wasn't really around much and I was exhausted, (laughs) but this episode right here, this episode right here, I had the pleasure to talk to a bunch of storm, storm of X-Men, the only storm, the goddess herself. I had the opportunity to speak to some really true diehard Storm fans to talk about not just our fandom and love for the superhero, but to talk about how she's handled and how she is presented to the mainstream audiences and the pros and cons of being a Storm fan. So in this episode, we get really, we get really adamant on why Storm should be a dark-skinned woman, especially in the MCU, especially in visual interpretations we see, and in comics, she needs to remain a dark-skinned woman, and we're going to talk about why. We're also going to talk about Storm's sexuality. Um, I have... I've been reading and seeing feedback mostly from dude bros who like to label Storm a hoe and it's like, bro, she's a fucking goddess. Why would a goddess just date one person and really explore, you know, we have a conversation about exploring her sexuality. Like, why would, if I'm a goddess, why would I just want to be straight? I'm a fucking goddess. I can have anybody I want any human at my you know like why is she only limited to just T'Challa like I feel like everyone wants her to be with T'Challa and you know what Storm is nobody queen but her own so I hope you enjoy this episode I hope you enjoy the conversations around in Storm and I hope you are You know, you agree with some of our arguments, you might disagree, and that's totally fine, but just let me know, you know, leave a comment, let me know, share, like, retweet, let me know. So, enjoy this episode, and as always, my superheroes are black. Holla. All right, everybody, this is going to be a very interesting roundtable discussion, because today we are going to talk about Storm, the one. The only storm. So I have a very interesting uh, roundtable guest today. So I want you all to each introduce yourself and tell us how long you've been loving storm and 
What are you reading currently that involves Storm or watching? Um, Anybody can go. <laughs> okay. I guess I'll start. Um, <laughs> I run one of the Twitter Let's Talk Storm accounts. I have been a fan since 1993 when I saw my first episode of the X-Men animated series. Um, I am a little too broke for comics currently, but I have collected nearly the entirety of uh, Chris Claremont's original run on Uncanny X-Men from the 70s to the very early 90s. And I, like, obsessively go over those to kind of, like, refresh my history on Classic Storm. Um, I'm really looking forward to the Marauders book that she's going to be in. I don't know who it's by yet, but it's exciting to see. I hate the name of the new group, by the way, but... Oh, yeah. I mean, nothing's perfect, but... <laughs> sure, but it's Storm, so we're there for it. Yeah. Like, there's a history there that we can get into. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I guess I'll go next-ish. Um, so my name is Malachi. I am a Storm stan. Um Unofficially, since 1991, when my cousin, she uh, bought me a Storm action figure with the uh, the punk hair and the black, you know, costume from the Australian Outback era. I don't know who she was mm-hmm. at first, you know, but she looked interesting. And then a year later, the cartoon came out. And then I was blown away. I fell in love with her instantly because she was unlike any other hero I had ever seen at that point. And, um, you know, I watched the cartoon faithfully when I was nine. And then since 1996, I've been reading the X titles on a regular basis. But I had to take a step back when Chuck Austin wrote the book back in 2002. Because mm-hmm. that was a, a horrible, horrible, nasty, icky run. So I was that here was for Angel. It was rough. It really was. Um I, I'm still trying to reconcile the fact that, you know, Angel and Husk were having sex in the air while he was flying. I don't know how that could have ever happened, but anyway, um, I love Storm, and, and that's that. <laughs> Last but not least. <laughs> well, um, I'm by the goddess. Um, I'm a cosplayer content creator, I guess, um, a designer and huge comic bookie and um, nerd, gaming nerd, um, I guess. I guess I came in to, I guess, Contact with Storm originally when I was, like, rummaging through my uncle's comic books. And he had literally all of them from when the X-Men team had first uh, changed. So it wasn't the first original X-Men team. It was the new second team where it was, yeah, where it was Banshee, Storm, Nightcrawler, um, Warpath. Um, I know I'm leaving people out. Wolverine. Um, and everybody, after all that other mess that happened on Quokka, um, I've been reading comic books, playing video games, and 
stories and movies and well, generally not movies, but you know what I'm saying. Um, cartoons um, <laughs> that have anything to do with Storm. I'm in it, invested, love it. Um, I can't really pinpoint. I mean, I guess that's not kind of true, but I I definitely have several many um, stories of her that are my favorite that I really love. And um, I didn't realize that I was obsessed with Storm, but I, because I feel a lot of people always say that I'm the living embodiment of her, that it feels weird. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) There are way worse things to be called than the living embodiment of Storm. Seriously. (laughs) Okay, I'm not going to fight it. I've I've been (laughs) accepting it more and more lately. I've been accepting it. All right. Well, as far for myself, um, it all started with the X Men cartoon, and I was like, "Wow, this is like Storm was like the first superhero that I was like that I saw that I really kind of like saw or wanted to envision as myself." Like, I know, like, a lot of women gravitate towards Wonder Woman. The way they gravitate towards Wonder Woman was how I gravitated towards Storm. Like, oh, my gosh, she's so pristine and beautiful and powerful. Like, I want to be Storm, you know? And, you know. I never got into (laughs) Diana like that. I never got into Wonder Woman like that. I I mean, I love her, but I I love Storm more. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, like, I was, like, I remember, like, I'm an 80s baby, so I saw okay. a few of the Wonder Woman shows with Linda Carter, and I thought it was really cute, you know? It was really oh, cute. Like, <laughs> I, didn't feel, I didn't feel empowered watching no. Wonder Woman. I didn't, I didn't feel attached to her as a character. I didn't. I didn't. I mean, I believed in what she was doing because I felt like she believed it. But yeah, it wasn't there was just something missing, and it wasn't there for me all the way. The best thing about it's true. I mean, I felt, I felt, I, I thought Wonder Woman was doing some important work in the TV series, but I just mm-hmm. didn't see myself in her. Agreed. You know, so like I was like, oh, yo, cause, you know, she's fighting the bad guys and stuff like that. She's beautiful, but that's it was just really surface level for me. But when I saw Storm, I was like, oh, this is like my mom. And <laughs> Storm comes from very humble beginnings. You know, she was dirt poor and she robbed people for money. I mean, who hasn't right. been there before? <laughs> or at least seen themselves doing that. The thing about it is I've always liked, um, I have a big bias towards superheroines as a whole. So it's hard for me to find one and like this that I dislike. Um, Why is there a bias? Huh? Why is there a bias against superheroines? What? For, in favor of. I like them better. Okay. Okay. It's hard for me to find one. They're not accessible. Yeah, there's a there's like this, but like I don't normally tier things, but there is a tier of superheroines, and Storm is absolutely top tier. Oh yeah, <laughs> like Easy. most Every- of the X-Men, like that tier right below her. Like I love Psylocke, Jean Grey, Rogue, Shadowcat, Jubilee, you name it. Dazzler, mm-hmm. 
that there's a lot of Twitter who will lynch me if I don't say Dazzler. <laughs> um, but then Why? there's them, and then there's Storm. <laughs> and like, for herself. Hmm? Yeah, she's standing alone for herself. You know, she's like the creme de la creme of female empowerment. You know, she is the the consummate underdog. You know, she went from rags to riches. You know, she was on the streets, and then, you know, she became an um, an X man, and then she married into this obscene amount of wealth. The Black Panther, who I adore, but that could be discussed later on in the conversation. I never really looked at Storm as a rag to riches type story, and I'll tell you why. Because even as a a thief, when she was starting and she was young, she was the best of the best then. She was better than everyone at what they were all doing. So Mm -hmm. to me, I didn't look at it, and that's just just perspective, but I just Mm -hmm. didn't feel like she was at the bottom quite then. I mean, yes, she was a thief and living yeah. on the streets for the most part, but is it really that bad when you can literally lift anything off of anybody? I feel like even though she was a thief and leave it, living on the streets, she was doing pretty well for herself during those times. Um, as thief. I got that impression as well. Oh, she was always uh, royalty, literally, so there's that too. I mean, yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. On her mom's side. So there's that. All right. So the first topic around Storm I want to hit on is her relationship with T'Challa. Now, boy, my favorite thing. (laughs) Now, I'm kind of like torn in between, you know, the relationship. Like, I like it, you know, um, Eric Jerome Dickey, he wrote, like, The Wedding, and um, Huddleston did a series with, you know, um, T'Challa and Storm together. But I feel like, you know, the whole making, T'Challa making making her his queen, I think is cute, but at the same time, I also feel like, you know, she's a goddess. She's worth more than being someone's queen. That's just something for her to do, you know. Not saying that she's incapable of love, but I feel like a goddess is just so much more. And when I see her, you know, always being celebrated with being with being with this one thing, I'm kind of like, okay, that's cool and all, but I feel like a goddess should have many suitors and should always be um, praise and worship because she's literally a goddess, you know? So she should have, uh, what is it? Uh, she should be Polly. I'm Polly. Um, I, I wouldn't be opposed to that. I mean, it's something we haven't seen in comic books, at least not to my recent knowledge, and that could be interesting. But I am biased because I do like her with Black Panther, but it's not a, a deal breaker for me. Um, I, I just like seeing her happy and in love. And, you know, for the longest time, we, we didn't see that because, you know, Forge was a, was a, um, a fool. I hated that relationship. Sorry. I hated uh, it. <laughs> yeah, Whatever. I, I, I never liked it. I never, it, no. 
Yeah, I, I agree. Argue, I, I argue with the neckbeards on Twitter all the time. Um, I argue <laughs> with people on Instagram all the time. I argue with people on Facebook all the time about Storm's relationships and how what's and what's linear and what makes sense and what doesn't. And oftentimes, sorry to cut you off, but oftentimes I feel like um, the one that I'm arguing most is is not the one that I cherished the most, and I'll explain why later, but um, I often am arguing about her relationship to Logan and to Forge, and I often am spending a lot of time um, telling people why it doesn't make no sense, any sense, and, and why those two people are both not not good for Storm, and I know that um, people have their opinions, and you're allowed to have it. That's, you know, that's, mm-hmm. you know, give it. But right is right, and wrong is wrong. And sure. if I feel like the situation with Forge was, to me, tumultuous, because that was the same person mm-hmm. that hit her stun gun that took her powers and that put her in that deep state of depression that we had never seen from her before and it was really it was it was really really strong so to turn around have her in relationship with forge was like okay we're gonna this is abuse this is clearly not something that's good for you and we're gonna stick you with the person that did the most horrible thing that you could ever have that you could ever have happened to you and we're gonna let this ride don't forget how he uh, proposed to her and then rescinded the proposal and left her for Mystique and had her crying in issue 292. I still hate oh, it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, I've never forgotten about that. Oh, I've never forgotten about that. I've never forgotten about that. It's just Forge and that whole thing, It all of that is in the shadow because of that, and it made no sense. And then yeah. the whole thing with Logan... It's Logan forced and out of nowhere. It is very, very forced. And in my opinion, if you're reading the material in in the view of Storm is who she is as a person, she wouldn't look at Logan like that. She looks at Logan as I would say a brother, a best Absolutely. friend, someone that she trusts, not a romantic interest. She's there's never been anything there that way. And we don't in, look for brothers, at least. We hope not. Not the black folk. Not the black folk. We don't do that. We don't do that. Well, you know, you know what? I mean, like, just even looking at the cartoon, you know, that came out in the 90s with Storm and, you know, um, Logan, mm-hmm. they did have a very, it was a very caring interaction between the two. And mm-hmm. even though it was it was platonic, you know, Caring for someone that deeply and having so much respect for somebody can grow into something romantic, especially if you throw in certain situations. And, you know, um, I remember one episode, they was in the future, um, and they were together, and it was like all these bad things had happened. So oh, yeah. it might not, it's not my favorite pairing, but it's a pairing that I can see happen if certain things were to take place and, like, you know, they had to fight a bunch of people. They lost 
friends in the battle, and they pretty much have to survive with each other. I can see them falling that, that in love episode, and being together. Um, is that one man's work when we see yeah. her with the mohawk in the cartoon? It's an yes. alternate timeline, and yes. Okay, that's what I thought. And they, they had the wedding rings on. Okay. It is, it is made to... It is made basically to let you see into the, the bird's eye view that they are basically the only two X-Men really left at this particular point in conjunction. So they're the only ones left. So it made sense that they would, I guess, have some kind of close relationship in that way. But I felt like putting it in the way of, of, uh, of romance was a little strong and forced. But that's just my opinion. My thing is... Um... There were there were times throughout the last what thirty years where they would actually kiss, and it was it was kind of cute. But I what okay. So what got me irritated was Wolverine didn't pursue Storm until Never. she started dating Black Panther. Then they got married and they got divorced. And then when he was about to die five years ago, all of a sudden he wants to date Storm. They fight the War King, then ultimate reality, and then he actually turns to her and he's like, "It was you all along," and he's touching her face. And then at his last mission, he cheats on her. He tells her, "She's like, oh Logan, it was never that serious our relationship, but it was." And then he dies and he becomes a statue. So, so but, yeah. So the thing about Logan and his relationship to Storm as it relates to T'Challa, T'Challa has always had this, I don't know if animosity is too strong a word, but I will say that he very strongly disliked Logan. And T'Challa has always said that if Storm were to be with anyone that wasn't him, it definitely wouldn't be Logan. Yeah. I mean, they even discussed it, you know, in a few issues of what Wolverine and the X-Men, when he's, he's begging yeah. her not to date Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I have a problem with that. Absolutely. Like, see, okay, first off, I am sorry, everyone. I'm a huge, huge supporter of Storm and Logan together, in principle. Okay. In practice, sometimes it doesn't work out so well. But, mm-hmm. like, the ideas of her higher attributes and his quote-unquote lower, I guess, balancing mm-hmm. each other out. Like, he keeps her grounded, and she okay. keeps him from going off the deep end into full-on crazy town. Okay. And I always appreciated that balance that they struck, and for how long they've been together as friends, teammates, family even. Mm-hmm. I can see that close this morning. And their relationship, to me, feels a lot deeper than her relationship with Colossus or Nightcrawler, whom she adores, and I adore, but neither of them have the same kind of spark that Logan does with her. And, you know, side bonus, it keeps him away from pining after Jean Grey, which I'm sick to death of. Yeah, but there's that. Me too. Me too. <laughs> I'm so hoping that. I, I, could, I could agree on that, that one part, but I also feel like... I also feel like Logan doesn't give me a person who would just be with one person. Logan would probably be oh, the no. person with that is Polly. That would be Logan. Yeah. And if they are right. both Polly... I don't have a problem with... I, I, they all could be Polly. They all could be Polly. Yep. I mean, that wouldn't bother me. Yes. Like, that's exactly where my, where my brain went 
Um, the thing is, like, as soon as, after the divorce, when T'Challa told her, don't date him, I'm just like, okay, now I want yeah. you to date him out of spite, because he does not own her. He never did. True. And I don't, you know what? I'm glad you brought. I'm glad you brought that up because that kind of like rubs. That's why I'm really, you know, kind of torn on the relationship between Storm and Black Panther because in the Hutland um, series, I think '95, '96, he was an asshole for Storm. Like the way he would talk to her and kind of regard her. Hutland, <laughs> Hutland, yeah. you know what? Hutland, but I didn't like it. I didn't like it at writer. all. It was like. You know what? You disagree on that? But I just, it was just, it was the, the taste that it left in me. It was like, if T'Challa's going to treat Storm like this, a goddess, you know, he doesn't deserve her. I mean, I've always, I've always felt that T'Challa definitely has treated her as a queen and more. It was literally until they were, they had broken up and he had an older man that that was pretty much the, to me, the most trash thing that he had done. Um, yeah. I, I, I think I wasn't looking at what he said about Logan in the way of possession and trying to own her, more in the way of trying to protect her heart, even if you're not going to be with me. He's not going to treat you well. You know, mm. like, that. Yeah, but that's still not really his place to tell a goddess who she can. It's like, you know, it was kind of like policing her a little bit, you know, and it just, just didn't really rub me the right way. Well, she did it, she did like, it anyway. You, she got a mohawk in the process in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> so there's that. Kayla? Hey, Kayla. Hey. We're already in the midst of this conversation. We're talking about the relationship between Storm and Black Panther. And now this is like the big topic of the conversation is the importance of Storm being dark-skinned and the movies and TV. Like, we cannot have any more exotic, light-skinned, <laughs> Never. Yeah. Okay. So before mm-hmm. I start on this little soapbox that I personally have, what can I not say? Because I have a mouth of a sailor, and I need to know the boundary right now. Oh, I probably should ask that, Christine. You can say anything you want. <laughs> oh, wonderful! I wish I would ask that too. Cool. Well, fuck you. What? If you want to be fuck this shit, she need to be dark skin. Well, that's how I feel. So cool, cool. Yeah. Okay. You know, I just wanted to make sure because you know I know people who are like don't cuss around me, and I'm like, okay. But anyway, so I personally was even as a kid when the first X Men movie came out. I was really disappointed and let down yeah. by the fact that Halle Berry was casted. Mm. And then when they replaced Halle Berry with Alexandra mm. Ship, who one already had problems with with being racially ambiguous and playing dark skinned women women in the media. Uh, Aaliyah. <laughs> exactly when she was playing Aaliyah, didn't and I, wasn't she like supposed to be filmed for like a, like some random. Wasn't she like the first option for the Whitney Houston film or some shit like that? But anyway, are you serious? 
Like she was the first option bitch. for the Whitney Houston film, and then the uh, her estate, Whitney's estate, was like, "No, we're not doing this shit. If y'all are gonna do that shit, like that shit's not happening." Like, basically, yeah. The reason why there's no Nina Simone movie, or I think they still put that piece of shit out, actually. But anyway, I digress. So I was really upset when that shit happened. Me so, too. like, I kind of I didn't boycott X Men Apocalypse because I wanted to see what would happen and how they would play it out. So, yeah, I went and made my mom pay for it because I wasn't putting my personal money towards that shit. So I saw it, and it was horrible. But (laughs) I was just upset by the fact that I feel like it's just one simple detail that they're just refusing to get right. Like, it's the simplest of things that, like, how hard is it to find a dark-skinned actress? Like, I can probably name 20 off the top of my head right now. I don't, I don't, it, it wasn't a matter of, it wasn't a matter of how hard it would be. It was a matter of if we get a black woman in this movie, we probably won't have the white folks come to the movies to support it. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to cast someone who was ambiguous, who would not scare people away from the box. I get that. And how, I'm sorry to interrupt, uh, but how many times do we have to show them that black people will buy black people shit? Like how we, many times? Listen, we will have to keep showing them until we can show them no more. But that's like, what are we going to, that's talking to a wall till you turn blue. Like, that's stupid. You know, you know what? I was thinking about that too, that, you know, maybe because, you know, um, lighter women are more um, accessible and mainstream and, you know, but I don't really think it's because, you know, non-black people won't show up. I just think it's more of the marketing of the movie, you know, I mean, when they're doing all those press runs and, you know, exactly. um, the photo ops. I think it's more of, you know, what they're comfortable with marketing. Exactly. Yeah. You know. Storm is like having, like, she gets like 2% of the advertising as far as, like, the time goes. Yeah. But, I, like, oh, I didn't, I didn't those, know that. This is, I feel, one of those things that goes a little bit deeper than just, like, movies and shit. Because I was just reading a thread on Twitter just the other day about, like, dark-skinned rock artists who are women who get no cred or, like, just got completely underswept by their uh, labels because the labels claim that they didn't know how to market them. Mm. Like, there's this big thing in Hollywood that they just, quote-unquote, don't know how to market dark-skinned women, you know, as anything else but mammy roles, basically, which is really fucked up. Like, honestly, that literally happened between Rihanna and Ciara Marie. That's basically Mm -hmm. what happened. That's exactly what happened. So, agree. Mm-hmm. So it's like they claim that they don't know how to market black, like dark-skinned women besides being the fucking maid, besides being, quote-unquote, the angry black woman stereotype. That's I'm nonsense. So and they know it. Of course it's nonsense. Next question for it. y'all. How do you all want Storm to be introduced 
in the MCU. Can I be honest? I know this is going to lift me for this, but I'm going to say it anyway and take my lunch and whatever. I would prefer if they just leave X-Men out of it, let it go. We have had 20 years of nonsense and ruin. I don't want to keep shambling. I would like to just move on. Can we introduce new groups? I don't want I don't want them to try and oh we have the X Men now let's get it right because I don't want them to take one little second of a chance and fuck it up again. I'd rather I'd rather not go through that again. So I think it would be cool if they just leave it all alone altogether. That's me. I have zero faith in in what they do. Yes, some of the MC movies are cool to look at or whatever, but as a super huge comic bookie, like, a lot of it doesn't make any sense, and they just be drawn from scrolls or whatever. So, um, I don't know. I'm kind of cool with them not doing it, but if they do, I guess, um, could her features be right? Could could we start there? <laughs> I mean, Please. sorry. So, I mean, I feel, I understand that, because that was my first reaction, too. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, I feel like because it's Disney, it'll be better quality. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like Disney will at least get try the harder. skin color right. Yeah, they'll try harder, because they already yeah, know they, they have that audience. Like, they just make a little mermaid and a little black girl with dreads. Like, Disney don't give a fuck about what Sony gives a fuck about. So, while, yeah, that fear is still there, I have faith in Disney. We just need to wait, though. Um, I'm okay waiting for another 10 years before they release an MCU version of the X-Men. You know, as Unique mentioned, there are so many other teams that need to be introduced. You know, mm-hmm. we're going to see the Eternals, you know, at some point. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there, there's so many, like, different groups that they need to, you know, the, the light of day. Like, I wouldn't mind seeing the New Warriors come out. Um, mm-hmm. Who else? New Warriors. Uh, I was saying that after, after all of the, um, the Endgame stuff, it would have been great to go to England and show Excalibur. So this way, even yeah. if they wanted have a full X-Men team, right, you still are able to be like, okay, here's Nightcrawler, who's a part of Excalibur, and let's explain why, you know? Here's, here's Psylocke, which is, you know, she's in Excalibur, let's explain, explain why. She's from there, it makes perfect sense. So you can have a couple of X-Men characters kind of cameo and be there and be present without having like to, you know what I'm saying? And I've been saying it for a while. Yeah, they definitely have to build up to that story, but when yeah. that time, when slash if that time comes, you know, I don't fear Marvel doing it. Yeah. I feel like they'll at least, you know, cast a dark-skinned woman, because a dark-skinned woman, sorry, excuse me. Because I look at Black Panther and I'm like, okay, they did that's that. good. You know, they yeah. did that shit. Like, mm-hmm. straight up and down, no questions asked. I'm, I'm still so really... Not, I don't even know... Was been more Sorry. Sorry. Excuse you me. all make great points. You all make I'm, great points. 
it just needs to be done right, you know? Yeah. I just feel like I know Sony won't do that. Sony doesn't give that many fucks. Disney does. That's all I'm saying. Like, I have faith. That's all. Um, Faith the size of a mustard seed, but faith nonetheless. (laughs) (laughs) So move mountains, though, right? (laughs) Exactly. Fox, right? more than I got. What happened? If you all, if you all could pick an actress that would play Storm, who would you pick? Ooh, um, shit. Right off, <laughs> right off the gate, I was hoping you weren't gonna ask that. <laughs> yeah, like there's so many to choose from. What's her name? Well, at least that's my Wise. problem. Is that her name? Huh? From she, um, Wander Wise. From she's gotta have it. Is that her name? I've heard her name, but I don't know her. Um, <laughs> but, and I don't mean that in a shady way. I don't mean that in a shady way. Okay. I, will, don't, I don't mean that in a shady way, but like, like I literally just, I just don't, don't know, know who she is. I just don't know her. Yeah. Um, for me, I would say Michaela Cole from Chewing okay. um, Gum. Yeah. And she was in, she was in Black Mirror. I've been shouting from every rooftop on Twitter, every rooftop on Instagram, every social media that I could muster. What's I've been shouting it. Michaela Cole. That's if you look up Chewing Gum, it's her. Like, and I know she in Chewing yeah. Gum. Is I don't want she would be good at it. She would no. be good at it. She would yeah. fucking nail it. I don't want she it. Actually nailed it. She has the she range. It. She has the range. She <laughs> She has so much range that she could swing shot to Africa, come back and swing shot around the world again. Still have the range. No, no. Yeah, she got it. She got it. She has. I'm the good. I'm so maybe, good. Maybe. Maybe I don't know. Maybe she, I feel like this one's a shot in the dark. Gabrielle Dennis. I feel like that? this is a shot in the dark. She was in um, fuck Luke Cage, the second season of Luke Cage. She played Tilda. I don't remember her. She oh, was on Nightshade, right? About. Yeah, Nightshade, yes. Yeah. She, um, she's cute. I, I, could, I could see it. Um, she's cute. I'm looking for I someone just... with cheekbones. I want to see cheekbones. Yeah. I want to see stature. Oh, um, cold. Michaela Cole has all of that. I don't she got all that. I don't want it. It's not. not. <laughs> I want to fight now. <laughs> Why not? I just she does not do it for me. Uh uh-uh. uh. I feel like they casted all the other like athletic, Mm-mm. high cheekbone, dark skinned black women in Dark Panther in Black Panther though. Yeah, not, everybody. <laughs> everybody else is in Black Panther except like Aisha Hines. Oh, I don't know. I have a couple of questions. If anyone Aisha Hines is like really thick though. Yeah, She's, go like, ahead. Really, I'm really listening. Thick. Go ahead. So, I'm, I'm a big Doctor Who fan, and one of the actresses who immediately grabbed my attention as one of the Doctor's companions was Prima Agumon, who played Martha Jones. No idea who that is. Hold on, let me Google it. What's her name? Yeah, I'm, I'm doing it right oh. now, so I need to see a visual. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> she's cute. How you but, Martha um, Jones? She's a cheekbones, but she's too light for me. Ooh. What is it? Hey, what's that? Is she too light she's for me? She's cute, though. What's is her name cute? again? Prima Agumon. Prima? I'm not sure if yeah, I'm going to that last name right. Prima Agumon. Yeah, she's adorable. 
She's really cute. A-G-Y-E-M-A-N. Freema is her first name, F-R-E-E-M-A. She's cute, though. Yeah. And the other one is the But she looks right. Her name is Aja Naomi King. Yes. I would say her, but I feel like she's a little bit too small. She is. She's like 5'3". Oh, she's adorable. <laughs> like, she's Listen, tiny, tiny. Don't come to me. You know what? Wolverine was 5'3 <laughs> in the comic books, and yet Hugh Jackson played him. So. Hugh Jackson was good in the role, so I'm willing to forgive any height discrepancies as long as they yeah. give them the proper presence. Like, if someone acted correctly, no. it was how tall or short she is. Yeah, she's I want to argue. I like her. I want to argue the, heart, the, the height thing. Only, okay. only because Storm. W- one of one of the important things about Storm is when she steps into the room, you see her. Yeah. Holly Valley didn't have that. Alexandra Ship definitely didn't sure. fucking have that. Um, <laughs> she, there was there was nothing about either of them that when they stepped in the room made you go. They were oh. paper. Right, right. There, it was very it was plain. It was very plain. It was very boring. A woman that comes into the room that is six two in heels or whatever it is, you know, whatever it is, there needs to be that. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll take a lecture. I'll take a lecture. Mother food, first of honey. I would I would take I will happily take a lecture first of her name. I will take it. I will I will take it. I will take it because Alexa could come on screen and you'd be like, "Wow, exactly." Oh, she, wow. It never happened though. They will never ever do that, and it's it's frustrating. You know, I wait. Who? Dominique Jackson from Pose. Ooh. Yeah, look her up. She she as far as like if. Most, if height is your most important thing, then yeah. that. But yeah. she also has the skin tone. She also has the skin tone, and she also has the of the presence and the range. She she got it. She got it. I adore her. I like I like I like the actress from um This Is Us. She was also on American God. Yes. Um. Yes, oh. she is beautiful. Yes. Yeah. She was um. Um. Billquist, right? Billquist from American yeah. Gods? Yes, yes. So. Yes, she's beautiful. Even the actress who plays Starfire in, in Titan, Anna, yeah. Anna Diop or Dupe or whatever say her last name. Oh, I think it's Dupe. That's I think it's Doc. Is Doc? But Doc? Is, it, is I, that her? I don't know. No, I think the girl in Titan is Anna totally Doc. different versus. Well, mm-hmm. I mean, she could leave D.C. She definitely should. That piece of shit of a show. Oh, my God. Whoever's there at the Teen Titans set up, they need to cancel all of it because uh, I, I just – season two episode yesterday. They, they do I have – I've only seen maybe – I think I've seen the first episode, and I think I've seen maybe one trailer. My whole thing is – and I'm not a super huge DC fan, but – 
there are a couple of characters out of DC that I really like. I really fucking appreciate because I'm and I just and I guess it's because my thing of DC, but DC particularly with their characters is like it's hard to connect to them because most of them are most of them come into situations that aren't really relatable. So I feel like I I could never be a a DC fangirl that hard. Like I my number one character from DC that I love is Catwoman. That's pretty yes. relatable. Pretty cool. yep. pretty easy to get there. Um, Starfire, I think Starfire is cool, but I am more passionately into her psycho sister, Blackfire. Um, right, right. Like I think. Commander, it, right. Yeah, yeah. Commander. Yeah, Commander. Commander. Um, okay. I think I think that um, in Adopt, as uh, Starfire, I think she's a beautiful woman, mm-hmm. very gorgeous. And she, I mean, from what I saw, she looked like she could have, like, the chops to, like, do the acting. I know that a lot of people came for her. However, my issue as it usually is, is, like, when you're doing stuff like this, like, we already know that it's fake because it's superheroes and whatever, right? So why not just go the extra mile and make them look the way they're supposed to look? Why not? Starfire is a character who, to my mind, doesn't really look like any of the other heroes that we have. So I think it's important that her appearance is top-notch, right? I think it's important to see Starfire and be like, okay, that's Starfire, Regardless, regardless of how anybody wants to paint the situation, they did not make her look the way she should have. Um, it is that is have, that has always been my issue with Storm. Um, mm-hmm. Honestly, and I'll be honest, and I don't say this out loud very often, but Holly Berry as an actress is not completely terrible. She's not really great in the superhero movies. We all know that we've seen it. Yeah, well, if they would have. If they would have gave her a little bit of creative range with Storm she, and made her look a little bit more the part, I think people would have forgave her a little bit more for what she did and for what happened. Uh, I think, and I, and, and that's, just, that's just a little bit. That's just a little bit. But she also, huh? I said I it is, and I totally agree, and I'm the first one to always say that. It is trash. But I feel like, at the very least of the acting, they could have at least made her look like Storm. You know what I'm saying? Well, didn't they I don't think that, that would um, What happened, sir? I don't think that would have blown over too well either. She did yeah. in general. Just, I mean, we didn't want her. Like, one, I mean, we didn't, <laughs> we didn't want her theory. But also at the same time, like, you got to think about the fact that, like, Look at what happened with the Nina Simone picture when they tried to make Zoe Saldana mm. as dark as she is. That shit That's got cut true. real quick. Like, oh, quick hold on, hold on, hold on. Hurry. Let me let me clarify. <laughs> let me clarify. I didn't mean for them to blackface and make Holly Berry darker. Just that okay. in. No, no, no. I didn't mean that at all. Oh, absolutely the fuck not. Mm-mm. No, oh, man. Because I was like, I was trying I just, to think I just, I just where we were going with 
No, that, I just mean hair. Like when you look at Storm and you see her, what do you see? You see hair and you see blue eyes. Plain and simple. Yeah. At the very least, they could have done that on Holly Berry, and they didn't do it. The hair was terrible every time. But yeah, it, it was only that wig problem when they hurt her eyes. Remember? Hmm? They tried giving her the blue contacts in the first movie, and she had a reaction to them. So they said, no, we're going to keep her with her normal colored eyes. I'm like, you know what? You I never she should have dealt with her um with the pink eye, like a trooper, wear the blue contacts, and get your like, face like face I face. do. <laughs> she should have gotten checked like a big girl. <laughs> yep. Thank you. Yeah, my my thing my thing about actors that drives me absolutely insane, right, is there's always a sense of entitlement as they go into these movies, right? Oh, they don't want to do this, all this, right? Yeah, like but if you, you are getting paid all of this money to appear and do all this shit, but you want to come up here and be like, oh, I don't, it's really pretentious and it's stupid. It doesn't make any sense to me. You come up here and you're getting paid to do a job. That's what acting is. At the end of the day, it's a job you're getting paid. Right? You, yeah. To do a thing. The least you can do is be true to the fucking character that you say you study yeah. so fucking much. Right. 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 You wasted all our time and all of our dollars and all of our support and all of our care and all of our want and desire into these movies by showing up and you're like, you know what? Like, I never, I've, I don't know how many times I've argued with somebody on the X Men topic of Mystique and how she's not a hero. I wrote a status on Facebook, and I said very plainly, I want y'all to understand Mystique is a terrorist, and she's a mercenary, period. Yeah. Somebody had the unmitigated goal to come on my post and be like, well, she's, and I was like, wait a minute. Before you come out here talking crazy, and I will for all the sales. And embarrass yourself. Oh, Malachi, I know you've seen that. Um, <laughs> how are you going to sit up here and tell me and everybody else that's on this post that this is wrong? We know that Mystique, Mystique cannot be trusted. She goes where the money is good. She goes where the benefit is good for her. And she only stays that long. She only stays that long. So whenever they had, um, what's this girl's name? Um, who who played Mystique in the movie? Oh, Jennifer what's her Lawrence. Name? Okay, so when they had Jennifer Lawrence in the role as Mystique, That's so boring. It was it was so lackluster. Honestly, I don't know why they didn't keep Rebecca Romaine because she was she was the only thing in. <laughs> She's the only thing when I think of Mystique, it like in, in real true form, like she was Mystique. She did that. Yeah. She was And she it with every fiber of her being. I don't know if they told her not to read the comics or not, because I know they told other people or whatever. It was in their, their script or whatever. Not the script. Um, and the, the only person who didn't listen was uh, Hugh Jackman. <laughs> what happened? It's wild. They should tell everyone not to read the comics. And the only person who didn't listen was Hugh Jackman. That makes no sense. How do you how do you get a real feel and a real range of what you're supposed to do on screen and and communicate that through through the movie? How are you supposed to do that? I mean, I feel like we're putting 
I feel like we're putting a lot of responsibility on Jennifer Lawrence, knowing that this is, at the end of the day, a disrespectful ass white woman at her core. So, oh, yes, absolutely. <laughs> like, <laughs> absolutely. Like, and at the end of the day, she's a mediocre, disrespectful ass white woman who ended up getting hired for this movie because at the time, she was one yep. of the highest paid, mediocre ass white bitches of the time. Tennis. And so they needed her in the movie to create and generate buzz to make people want to go see them pieces of shit. That's just the story. I have a question for y'all. I have a question for y'all. I want you all to tell me, I want you all to tell me what's your favorite storm look. Look? Oh, my God. I have recreated at least half dozen of them. Bro, I have a whole fucking storm tattoo in mine. That's my phone background. Oh, my God. Oh, this is a disrespectful like question. But the one from the solo series is my favorite. My favorite one, it's like this uh, a Magalam Storm Wonder Woman, like, mashup. No. Amazon. Like, it's Storm, but she has, like, Wonder Woman's outfit on with no. the knee-high red boots and Storm's cape and her, yeah, like, mouth. Yeah, like, it's just, it just looks Man. badass as fuck to me. So I was going to get that, dude. I got to see it. <laughs> <laughs> That's my um, the punk Storm is the best look, in my opinion. Which one? I what is love Which one? Punk Storm with the Mohawk. Yes, that that's my second favorite one. Yeah, that is seven. Yeah, I actually have that trait right in front of me. Yeah, what happened? Never liked. I've never liked the mohawk on her. Get out of here. We can't be friends. I'm serious. People ask me to cosplay as mohawk look all the fucking time, and I'm always arguing with them. I refuse. I refuse. My um my my Halloween costume is Storm with the with the white mohawk. Uh Okay. Yeah. You better get some life unique. Um, I refuse. I love you, but I refuse. <laughs> uh, and my, you know, that's fine. I mean, you shouldn't have to do, you shouldn't have to change the way you look to portray the character that you want to portray just because someone else wants you to. That's exactly. True. Yeah. Let me tell you, I've gotten too many people, people still slide into my DMs and be like, when you go and do the punk star? And you're going to like I've been thinking about doing it with a high ponytail because I think for me for Storm I thought that made more sense for me but that's just me that's my style. Um, my favorite Storm look is Jesus and there's so many because I've cosplayed so many of them. Um, I want to say that if I had to pit one against all of them. I will definitely say that it's the Simone Blanche. What? The Simone Blanche during the astonishing episode. Yeah, it's 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 really probably the most intricate one that she has. There's a lot of uh, that one. <laughs> there's a lot of. Uh, decorative stitches on it. There's a lot of beads and there's just it's a whole, whole bunch. Actually if you Google um X Men and Google Ghost Box, that's the that's the Simone Blanche um mm. 
Oh, that's I'm gonna look for Warren Ellis, right? And Simone mm-hmm. Bianchi or whatever the last name is. Simone Bianchi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that's that's a hot look. It was very short lived though. I it was it, it was very short lived, and so if people didn't read the comic books when that came out, yeah. they had. Not. I love that look. But it's very 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 very. Uh, she was married to T'Challa during that time, so she was back at the yeah. X Men just doing. Because he was like, you know, you should go and, you know, live life, whatever. <laughs> I, I like that look because it's pretty much a tribal update to her original costume, but with Jim Lee's um, traditional costume mixed in with it. And I love That's how, um, what happened? Sorry, it's just um, talking about the Jim Lee costume, one thing always bugs me. That costume is not supposed to be white. It was Thank just a really, really I black rest my case. It should have been. It should have I been rest my case. I, listen, I have argued with so many. I had a I had an argument um, last year with this boy that we were we were doing a, a group photo a cosplay group for NYCC, and he tried to come at me like, "Oh, you need to make another suit because the one you have is black," and I said, "My nigga." <laughs> If you do anything, the suit is white. It was yep. unintended white. It was an editor's mistake. Now, I get why they made it white in the TV show, because that black was incredibly shiny, and sometimes it's hard to tell what color it's supposed to be. But and that's it how is Yeah, when I made my X-Men suit, I made a block because I was... And it's your right. It's your costume that you wear, so... Exactly. I agree. I like there the, are um... a lot of looks of Storm that I like, but I really like, like, how they made her in, like, the late 80s, early 90s. Like, she had, like, this really funky short haircut with, like, a baldy in the back. And she had... Oh, I love that hair. With like, the, that the hair traditional is costume, like, right? Yes, yes. and I love that hair. And I love the mohawk, of course, especially, like, when she in that one panel where she had, like, the little nightgown on and, like, a jacket and, like, shades yes. and red lips with the little mohawk. I, listen, Speak someone to needs heart. to put together, like... I know exactly. <laughs> somebody needs to put together, like, a storm fashion book. Like, just, you know, just put all her fashions... Because she she could have been like a rock star. I love the um I, I don't know if you've all seen it, but there's like a storm gym in the hologram mashup yes, cosplay. I was thinking about it. it. Yes. Yeah, that is the best that is the best ever because her her eighties outfits were just amazing. They were. They were truly outrageous. Oh, I'm, <laughs> I'm doing a gym retrospective with my boyfriend, that long-haired creepy guy. Oh, that show was that show wasn't great, but it had some really unique style. I say unique because let's face it, eighty fashion could sometimes get a little scary. This is true. It can. This is true. Storm managed to work all through. I didn't, you know what I didn't know about Jim and the Holocaust was the same animators worked on the original X-Men cartoon. I don't know that either. Really? Yeah. Cool. It makes sense now that I think about it. 
They look kind of the same. Yeah. Yes. The lips. Mm-hmm. Oh. Now that yeah, it occurs to me, Sarah, um, Rogue in particular looks a lot like one of the holograms. Ooh, Rogue? Yes. Yes, she does. She could. She does look like she could be a hologram. Yeah, Rogue had some scary styles in the 80s. She was, it was the time when she looked really rough. Um, it was <laughs> in 1983, 1984, with her, um, her, little, like her little butch haircut and um, <laughs> <laughs> the white sideburns. <laughs> they spent a lot of time trying to figure out Rogue's get-up. They did. In the, she was rough. Oh, mm. that black bodysuit with the bikini over it, the green bikini yeah. over it. Oh, that was kind of cute. Nah, 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 like that. Like when, when I went to green, when they the golf with the bomber jacket, I was so happy because it, it's still my favorite look of hers. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's her traditional look. Um, but Shadowcat had the worst costumes in the 80s. Like, they were so bad. <laughs> <laughs> like I think the issue like two oh one where they're training and she has on this domino mask and this really bulky oh. blue jacket and some I would some never blue forget. So oh, trash. Right. What? Mm-hmm. And she had like a, a mullet going on. I'm like, why is this how is this allowed? Like Is this the one with a really, really long scarf? Trash. I think so. I mean it, it was right before she did the puffy sleeves you know, an Excalibur. But I love oh, the Excalibur function. I love it. I think, I think the puffy sleeves with the blue kind of like dance kind of look it was, I guess you can call it, because it was basically yeah. tight, uh, like a, a unitard with puffy sleeves. That yeah. is, I think, it's her most iconic look, because I think people yeah. remember, I think people remember the traditional costume with the shoulder pads, the, the yeah, yeah. And black look. But I'm um, just really... I really like it when she demonstrates some individuality rather than just wearing the standard uniform. Yeah, but she's shown individuality in the wrong way a lot. That costume mm-hmm. is a roller coaster. We're not okay with that. <laughs> there was a costume she had right before Excalibur ended back in 1998, and it was all black. She had the little domino mask, and I think she had maybe two issues. And she had the little cat toes and everything, and we never mm-hmm. saw it again. It was such a cute look for her. I'm still reminded of the person who should wear all black. A lot yeah, of the looks that they were very, very, very in and out. Yeah, like, everybody likes Bacalo's costume for Magic and the one he drew for Emma, and people are still not about the Quietly costumes for some reason, and just like, no, no. Storm is Storm looks fantastic in all black, but none of the others can pull it off. That's that's true. True. Storm is everything. I, she could wear anything. I personally appreciate when they put Storm in colors that aren't white because I mean sometimes when they draw it, sometimes her hair gets lost in the color that she's wearing true. when she's wearing white. And that mm-hmm. kind of only kind of bugs me sometimes. But for the most part, depending on who is inking and coloring, they do a really okay job at trying to, like, really be distinctive about this is her hair and this is her clothes. So that's mm-hmm. one of the reasons why I had fell in love with the, the Simone Blanche, um suit because it's 
while it is not white, it's mm-hmm. because it's it basically it's basically like uh, not eggshell, but it's like um like off white. So yeah. like close, mm-hmm. it's really it looks like fabric. It's different enough yeah. to contrast with the hair. Right. It, it it was very it was very noticeable which was which, and I love that. But it's also it's like a very extravagant. It's a very extravagant thing. I don't know if and you've ever seen. Very heavy uh, too. Yeah, I when I made it, I oh my god, it is it probably so the most difficult. It's the most difficult thing that I have to wear that I have of hers. There's a lot of detail, and she had like beads on the actual cape, if I remember correctly. Yeah, yeah, I I put those on both the capes because it's a double cape. It's one that goes around her her shoulders, and then the other mm-hmm. one is attached to her wrist. So it's two. It's literally like a double cape. Oh, wow. yeah. yeah, that's 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 a lot of work right there. Like, yeah, all right, y'all. I got one more question for y'all. I have one more question for y'all. If y'all could ship Storm with anybody, who would y'all <sighs> ship her with? Ah, fuck. <laughs> I'm going to get mine out of the way because I know everybody here has gone on about how much they don't like it, but I still, still ship her in Wolverine. Just make sure that everybody knows that she's the one in charge there. Yeah. I agree. I'm still storm with Black Panther. Same. I like yeah. where they're at right now. Yeah. That's all. A black power. I'm done. I'm, I'm here for it. That was. I mean, y'all already know. Like, that's my favorite thing, and it always will be. I don't care what they do. That, that's where I stop, and that's where I start. It's storming Black Panther forever and always. It just makes so much sense to me. Exactly. It's, like, it speaks to my heart. And my soul. Yes. Exactly. It makes sense to me. Like, I can't see anything else. Everything else that they've tried didn't work. And, um, like, it was nice for them to give her the option and give her the the character of of being able to uh, present with love, right? Having, Mm. Having the ability to be with somebody, right? That's cool. But... Those people that they put her with were didn't it wasn't right. But for me, for me, when they put her with T'Challa, everything was different because they and a lot of people, a lot of people will always say that they overstated, but I don't think that they did. He always told Storm, always she didn't have to beg him for it, she didn't have to do tricks for it, but he always told her how he loved her and will always love her more than everything. Always. He did, he did say the kingdom People a couple times. Whatever they want. People could say whatever they want about T'Challa, however they feel about their relationship, but that is one thing that you can't take from T'Challa. That's what he's always done. Mm-hmm. And this he's has been going been on since there. the 80s, too, when they, when they exactly. were children. And don't exactly. forget, um, when Christopher Priest used to write Black Panther in October of 2000, he had some guest star. And he said, um, actually, I spoke to him around that time, and he said he, was, he wanted to get them married back then, but Marvel said no. And so they stopped that storyline, and then five years later, Hudlin picked up that thread. But he's not a great writer, so we got mm-hmm. what we got. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was always in the I, that. <laughs> I mean, he was just like, he, he made Black Panther too much of a, of a playboy 
where Christopher Priest made him a ruler. You know, he was a businessman. And he was, and that's how he's supposed to be. He's yeah. supposed to be. He's supposed to be a ruler. He's supposed to be a businessman. He's supposed to be a scientist. He's supposed to be all of these things wrapped in one because this is who he, he was. I mean, think about it. His best friend is Reed Richards. Come yeah, on. Exactly. That's very true. <laughs> Tom in Red actually showed me a side of Storm and Black Panther that I like in that when she was infected with that nano-sentinel thing, he mm-hmm. really showed how much he cared for her. And that was the first time I had actually seen that because – I don't have the budget to read comics as often as I'd like to. So yeah, I didn't mm-hmm, actually mm-hmm. get a lot of the respect that he, that he gives her. But I did, have, I did read Worlds Apart. I do love that story. Like, that's one of my favorite film stories ever. Worlds Apart, World Apart is definitely one of my favorites. And because, one, because it's literally a storm standalone, but it, it was done in a different way. It was done. It was done without Gentle. the. I love huh? him, but he does take a back seat. Gentle's there too, and I adore Gentle, but he does take a back seat, which is appropriate. But that was it was totally do perfect. More with his character, though, I, I really like the character. They need more spotlight on him. Let's, let's I do like him as a character, and I yeah. I did like him in that story where he was by Aurora's side and. Everything worked out in that story the way that it should have, and you got to see literally the fruits and the nuts of what Storm is in that one story, that one book. You really get to see who she is. You see in the beginning, you see her struggling with the duality of being a queen and being an X-Man and and really going hard for, for both. She loves both. She wants to do both. She's content with all of it. So remember, like, in the beginning of the story, she's in the sewer. She's like, you know, I've been an X-Man, I'm a queen, and yet I'm always mm-hmm. in the sewers of New York City. I, I just thought it was such a cute line because it, it was it was It was deep. It was true. It was real. But it also it also spoke to the the conversation that she was having with Scott at the time mm-hmm. about how what her priorities are. What does she want yeah. to do? And, and I felt like he, my favorite quote that she's ever had. Oh, yeah. Oh, so what, I, what, she said, what was the quote? There are no such things as limits. That's a great quote. Yeah. I used no, it on my, uh, on my Twitter page. <laughs> That's yeah. a great quote. Because she's never been defined by that. She's always exceeded and surpassed her limitations. I love that. But I, I love how everyone has um, chosen to ignore the one suitor that Storm had and no one cares about anymore. Remember Slipstream from Extreme X-Men? <laughs> I actually liked him, just not with Storm. Yeah, it, never, never, it didn't work. It didn't. It wasn't for me. Hey, honestly, a um, teleporter who was a surfer, and that was kind of his whole shtick, is he yep. created he had a hoverboard that he would ride through portals with. And he was, he was kind of very vanilla, but sort of adorable in his naivety. I just didn't like him with Storm. Me either. And we Extreme. In 2002. I mean, I think that's why he wasn't brought up, because the question was, who was your favorite? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. 
<laughs> like, why would we bring up somebody that obviously did not go with her for real, for real, like? This is true. That's like being like, hey, why didn't we bring up this random nigga she fucked at one time? Because he's not relevant. <laughs> but anyway, sorry for that. That was random. Extreme X-Men was probably my least favorite X-Men run. I don't know. It was just, I felt, I felt like it was weird. The writing was a little bit all, all over the place. And yeah. a lot of people, a lot of people like Storm's suit there. I, I, I found an artist who, who did it kind of tastefully that doesn't make it so, so loud. And so I've been thinking about cosplaying his version. But I didn't like their suits. There's a lot going on. It was always, uh, like, I mean, with the X-Men team, it's always a crisis going on at all times. Mm-hmm. That's just like a wishy waiting to happen, though. Yeah, like, I just, I couldn't, I read all of the Extreme X-Men series. I just, meh. It was meh. I didn't care okay, about it the enough. First, the first story arc, when they were looking for the diaries, I, I found enjoyable. But when, um, yeah, that, that was Dor- fun, but as we got past that, as yeah, we got past that, that, that it got yeah, it got hard to, like, read and to, like, okay, and like, what forget- do we do? Does it get um, Storm the Arena storyline? I, I, I can't. But uh, was it an Igor Cordry when he did the art for it? And it, Igor Cordy. Callisto had the tentacle. Thank you. He had the, um, Callisto had the tentacle arms, and Storm had oh, more of hair, and in red. Yes. That was, it was terrible. It was I hate it. so bad. But what I did like about that story, the only, only, only thing is when Storm was mm-hmm. flying to Japan, and she had on that trench coat, and she had the short hair. Do you guys remember that? Yeah, vaguely. Yeah, I mean, that was a hot look, and I wanted to see more of it, but of course, they didn't do it anymore after that. But that was a terrible storyline. Oh, and Callisto, uh, no, I just, it was bad. Yeah. Also, I like Callisto, but Tentacle on Callisto just didn't work for so many. Reasons. No, it didn't. And she had him for so long. It's like, can someone fix that? Where's Mask? Why can't he fix her her tentacle arms? <laughs> <laughs> that was a whole I thing. Mean, he and it was treated like a curse. Yeah. Yeah. There's <laughs> that. <laughs> yep. Oh well. Mm. This yeah, has been um, really entertaining. You guys are hilarious. Well, you know, we, you know, we try. <laughs> we try. We do. We love Storm. We stand Storm. Storm so. is amazing. And I hope she gets, I hope, you know, people are, you know, getting the best writers for Storm because she deserves the best. She does. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Agreed. I look forward to seeing what sto- what solo stories they can tell with her again, because again, I love the solo series. Speaking of solo solo series, before we go, um, one of the comics that they did for her in the nineties, I don't remember what year it was. I think it was ninety two. Um, it was when Mikhail Rasputin uh, Colossus' older brother. Huh. Ninety six. This is ninety six, right before um, yeah. onslaught. Okay, cool. I couldn't remember the date. Um, when 
everyone thought that Storm had died or disappeared. There was a lot of confusion about to where she was. And here she was in this other planet. Now, this is where I will say, like, I have known that Storm was an Omega Love, Omega Love mutant since forever because there's no way you can possibly conceive to be able to control and manipulate and do all these wondrous things with the weather and be uh, alpha level or below, right? Impossible. It doesn't make sense to me. But mm-hmm. seeing her be on this other planet and attune her, if you want to call it her psyche, her energies, her soul to this other planet that she's never been to before and being able to manipulate the weather there within 20 minutes of just being there, being able to align her chakra with the whole entire planet. It was wild. That was Mm. one of the stories when I knew that was when I knew storm was a bad, the baddest of the bitches. She's definitely a mega level. So I am always here for her using her powers and on a grand scale. I'll put it that way. I mean, Um, there's times in in the earlier stories before the 90s where she would they would be into a fight and storm would literally call uh not gamma ray what do they call it um it was basically gases from outer space into a fucking lightning beam come on and she what? can teleport that way too remember yeah and they don't do that anymore she doesn't teleport through lightning anymore yeah i remember the only, thing that, the only time I ever saw her do that was X-Men Apocalypse, ironically. <laughs> yeah. When she fought Doctor Doom, that's what, well, that was what, 1981 when she did that little trick. Oh, oh right. Oh, wasn't was Doctor was was Doom her boo, too, for a little bit, for a quick second? He, he was trying to get her. It was an attraction, but they never did anything with it. And he just encased her in living chrome, and then she went crazy. Kind of a deal breaker. Yeah, that would be a deal breaker. Sure. <laughs> but did you guys, did you guys, um, well, are you guys reading House of X? I have not read it yet. I actually, I was actually on comics um, you last week. To. You need to, because she was in last week's um, um, issue. And she used to find it in a different way. They, they really, they recently got. Um, the the graphic novel, so I'm about to pick those up. I don't like reading the single issues because it annoys me, and trying to keep up is a whole job. Oh, I'd rather pick up like the graphic novel with everything there, so I can just go yeah. through it all. Mm-hmm. It's easy. It's amazing. Exactly. I'm to catch it's up. Believe me. Amazing. Like in last week's last week's yeah. um, issue was it did so much for my heart and my soul, and I want to share that don't with you guys. Don't tell me. I'm out of my now. <laughs> no, I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to pick it up. I'm going to pick it up and I'm going to okay. read and I'm like, oh my God, let me tell you what happened. Yeah, you got to give me a message. Oh. <laughs> I, I am. I am. You know. But it's, that um, it's a good series. It's so I am going to pick up. I, I, yeah, I keep hearing how good House of X is and I feel like, it's okay, amazing. I need to get into it. I'm just saying um, that the mutants going extinct thing seems to be going by the wayside. Yeah, mm. for sure. I just like how this this um, Hickman's approach to his storytelling is making you look at the past forty years, fifty years, the X Men, you know, history in a different way. Like one. 
like issues like number two of House of X, it's it's probably the most important issue in, in the X Men comics in the last twenty years. It's that it's okay. that major. Huh. Like I'm still mm-hmm. shook and it's a month later. <laughs> I'm picking it up. Good. Okay. I want to thank you all for being my special guest to talk about Storm. This was such a great conversation. We have to do it again. We have to do it again. We're going to have to read House of X and then come back and talk about it later. Oh, I'm in. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right, so thank you all for joining me. I really appreciate it. This was a great conversation again, and I enjoyed it. And I will be talking to you all again soon. Yes, thanks for having us. Thank you. Good night, y'all. Good night. One comment forever. One word is unite. Bye, guys.